You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker on The Bet. Big story of the weekend. You have to go to the NFL uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, the countdown's on, but that's not the big story here on this Monday. It's about a trade that went down late on Saturday night. Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff switching cities. Now, anytime there's news involving the Detroit Lions, anything Detroit, we bring in our guy Joey Kanish at Joey Kanish22 on Twitter, gambling Twitter DGen. Um, if you're into high school drama, that's a good place to be. Goodness, <laughs> sometimes involved in some of that. Uh, so how about Peter King this morning? How about this juicy nugget, Ross? Head coach Dan Campbell, GM Brad Holmes, don't view Jared Goff as a bridge quarterback. They view him as the quarterback of the future. Your thoughts, Kanish? Well, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm out here getting, uh, you know, my golf MVP futures ready to go. Uh, this is <laughs> it. <laughs> could be. I, I, I'll tell you what. I mean, at least in this view, you've got he's 26. You've got a guy who's had some success. I'm not a golf truther and think that he's going to be, you know, an electric and all out. But the bottom line is, not only did you get two first round picks, you were able to get a quarterback who is at least of starting quality in the league. Uh, can he take you to, to, to the promised land at some point? Probably not, but the issue for the Lions is they weren't in, the, you know, that you're in position in this draft to not, not get QB1, not get QB2, but probably QB3 or 4. So you get some future picks, you get Goff to bridge the gap. Uh, his contract's a little tough to stomach, but... We'll see. I, you give him a tester year. You see what Anthony Lynn can do. You see if he, you know, changes scenery, can work for him. And if it doesn't, then you draft a QB next year uh, when you'll be predictably terrible uh, and have a nice high pick again, and then see what happens going forward. Joey, I, I know you kind of answered it there, but when you first heard about the trade, what was your initial reaction? You know. I tell you, it, it was you knew Stafford was going to move on, right? I, I it it feels like finally there's at least somewhat of a plan here in, in place of like, okay, we're just punting 2021. We know we're not talented enough. We know we're not going to try and come in and do this quick fix around you know signing overpriced for your agents and yada yada. So I'm okay with the strategy here. Happy for Stafford. I think it's a good spot for him. Uh, he, you know, he put in a lot of hard years, a lot of games that a lot of quarterbacks wouldn't have played in, uh, especially games that didn't mean much. Um, you know, he played in uh, and played well in a lot of those. So I, I say, you know, it's nice to see him get in the spot where he'll have some success. But I'm okay with the with the future look for. Him. I know 
you know, all these teams want to leak afterwards that, oh, we offered them a pick this year. I'm totally fine with, with the future look of it, uh, of taking some picks for 22 and 23 and figuring that no matter what, you weren't going to be good enough this year to contend. Let's see what Goff has for a year, and we'll get some. Ah, you know, you know, I like to, you know, give it to the Lions when they screw up uh, and not, not, not hold any punches. Um, but I'm actually okay with this move because uh, it, it's more of a long-term view and kind of the realization that this team's not going to be good enough next year. So let's uh, let's kind of punt on 21, and then we'll try and load up assets for 22. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're going to be punting a couple years. Looking at the length of that Dan Campbell contract, that's the first thing I thought of. I thought they did uh, quite well uh, with this trade here, Kanish. All right, what is more likely for the 2021 season? Lions last place in the NFC North or the Rams win the NFC? Here's, here's the issue with the NFC North is I'm pretty sure three of the four teams in the NFC North are going to be pretty bad. bad. I don't see a lot of pathways <laughs> to success for, you know, if I if you got some early Packers division futures, I'm not seeing, um, you know, even like last place in the NFC North might take like two wins. Um, so uh, I would God, I you know I, I like this Rams team and and they're kind of all I'm I'm a buyer I'm a buyer. I hope Stafford works out. I would say Rams uh, winning there is a touch more likely um, just because I, I, I'm really I'm I'm surprised Mike Zimmer still has a, has a job. I'm surprised Ryan Pace still has a job. I, some of the things that have happened in the NFC North this offseason um, have have been a little bit of a, a struggle. And even even the Packers are are losing some pieces. It's, it's going to be a a rough rough NFC and you you know hey the the NFC North might be the the 2021 NFC North might be the this year's NFC East where uh you know eight wins can can get you get you into the playoffs. So yeah, it's it's, it's going to be a rough year. The you could cobble together. I mean, all it takes is a Rodgers injury, and you've got teams that are we're probably going to win four or five six games that could contend for a division title so yeah i like i like where the rams are, and i'm not looking forward uh, to watching too much nfc north football next year joey i know you talked about stafford you like him the time he put in all that i get all that you've watched every snap the guy has played okay objectively where do you think he stands in the nfl among ranking of quarterbacks is he top 10 is he lower than that like I, I don't you've probably done it before or off the top of your head where would you rank Stafford objectively in your mind you know it's it's fascinating because he his career has kind of fluctuated where you know there were seasons uh when he was in his you know prime with Calvin Johnson where you would have argued he was he was definitely in that top five he's had some Poor season. You know, a lot of the the data analytics guys. If you look at you know the Goff to Stafford comparisons, um, you wouldn't say that they're that, that you know just from uh, uh, an analytics point of view that they're that significantly different uh, to be able to especially justify the cost they paid um, for the upgrade. He has a lot of you know the the intangible things that people like, the toughness, the okay to play injured, the guys will go to the wall for him, the locker room loves, you know, those type of things. But from a, you know, a just on the field quarterback perspective, I don't think he's 
he'll ever be in that ilk of talked about with guys, you know, that have been, you know, the Mahomes and the Rodgers, uh, and that he'll, he's never been in that tier, never will be in that tier. Um, I think his, his, basically his ceiling is in that five to 10 range where if now, if you can get him with, uh, a really good play caller in McVay, a good offensive line. Now having him, you know, it, it kind of basically being, and he even he played well in stretches the last two years. He had some, you know, where he was dinged up for a lot of last year. But when he was healthy, he did have some quality play. Um, I, I think the ceiling would probably be, you know, in that five to ten range. But to me, that's the guy, especially with the rest of the Rams team. That can win the NFC, no doubt. I don't think he's ever going to be um, as someone who could just completely carry a team by himself to, you know, like a, a Rodgers, you know, carry a team to 13 wins. And he's not that level of player, but with the team the Rams have around him and the coaching staff, uh, I mean, they got Jared, Jared Goff uh, to some heights that you, you, I'm sure many other staffs wouldn't have been able to uh, in his career. So, I think they'll absolutely be in the center of the NFC conversation, and he'll be, you know, ceiling-wise in that 5-10 to 10, uh, quarterback range. Joe Ostrowski, Ross Tucker with Joey Kanish, gambling Twitter DJ, and he's a pro better. And this is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. Uh, Kanish, let's uh, look forward to Sunday Super Bowl. I know you did a, a really cool player prop or just Super Bowl prop thread in general over the weekend on Twitter at Joey Kanish 22 uh, tell us what you've bet so far. Side total props, wherever you want to go. Game, I laid some Chiefs money line. Um, I, I love this is where, and this is kind of the advice like is the best, the best of the best props is kind of the ones that are uh, like are not going to be are like people want to bet. You know, the uh, traditional like player props in the Super Bowl aren't going to be that soft typically, right? Because you, these guys, this is the end of the season. Numbers are pretty well set. A lot of the times you can get um, stuff that isn't regularly offered um, that, that, you know, books are, will have more of an issue setting a line on. Um, a couple that I bet that had wide disparities were like total yards in the game. Like there was some, I bet some over 760. Other places were like 799. Uh, shortest punt this is one and this is another one that's never offered on a week-to-week shortest punt i took some over 32 and a half that was at FanDuel um in a game that i don't think is going to have a lot of punts and both teams that are super aggressive where uh you would be looking at either it's a she would need to be a shank or a directional punt you know inside the 40 which is not going to be this time of game so if you have shortest punt I, I played over 32 and a half. Uh, I would still play 33, 33 and a half or a juice 32 and a half if that's out there. I got that one at FanDuel. Um, and, and there was a couple, now a couple others that, uh, you know, like uh, the, there's some, no, the novelty ones are, are the ones that, you know, tough to get a bunch of money on, but are, are usually pretty EV. There was a, uh, will the spread or total be mentioned during the broadcast? There were some plus 300, plus 500 out there. Uh, I thought that was, was worth a shot as kind of the era of legalized gambling that we're in, uh, where it's become much more commonplace on TV for, for broadcasters, especially Roma, who, who has tended, he might not be Al Michaels, but he tended to, to, you know, drop some, some, some spread tips on there during the game. So those were a couple of the novelty ones. There'll be more this week. Um, but the best thing I can tell people is, especially for the ones that, that aren't like, you know, Kelsey receiving yards. But some of this stuff, like you can, 
you can find massive, massive despair because there's no odd screen for props. There's no Don Best for a lot of these numbers. Um, you you can just, if you shop around, uh, you can find, or like, hey, I know, you know, X book is a sharp book. This other book's a square book. There's a, you know, a 20-yard difference. I'm just going to play it at the, at the square book and take the good number. So it, this is the best week for shopping there is. Um, around if you've got different books especially depending on where you're at in the country um it is a fantastic time to be a uh, super bowl prop better that is really interesting joey because i was going to ask you if if super bowl is typically a big day for you or not and how historically you do on super bowl no it's usually i i mean there this has been you know, there's so many offerings that uh, it's usually but you got to work for it right like if you're just you know, like I, I bet at my normal book per week or everything, that, that, that's not going to work. Like I, I've had to have, you know, people getting some bets down in Vegas. I've been shopping all the, you know, I'm at here in Michigan where we just dropped, you know, 10 legal books. So I'm shopping those. Uh, obviously, I still, uh, you know, uh, don't mind going down to the Caribbean for some offshore to go look at those. So um, as long if you've got, you know, your your 20 to 25 different options. I mean, if you're in a state with legalized betting and you're able to bet, you know, um, offshore and get so you know you know some people in different areas the, the amount of props that are out there and the disparity in some of them is insane so if you're willing to you know put in the put in the time to go through these and keep checking you know I'm, I have a rotation I go through on a daily basis to check to see if any new ones were put up or where the differences are um, you can you can set yourself up really nice now it's a lot of time it's a lot of work it, you know it's uh, I told I, at the beginning of it I said uh, do I really want to do the Super Bowl prop grind again this year but uh, then you fall into it and you know it just it becomes habit so um, yeah it, it's it's a great time I, I have a lot out there already I'm sure I'll have more in the coming week um, hopefully we get uh, some of those. You know, the, the nice known outcomes potentially this week that, uh, uh-huh. that for, for a couple of different props that we like. So, um, yeah, especially and if you're on top of the information, um, you, can, you can do very well for Super Bowl Sunday here and not have to you have a big bet on, you know, the side or the total or any of that. But you can do real nice uh, in the prop game for, for the Super Bowl if you're willing to put the time in. Kanish, yeah, known outcomes. So a lot of it we'll find out on Friday or Saturday. Uh, give us your favorite Super Bowl betting story on those entertainment novelty ones where you can kind of get some info and get the result before it actually happens during the event. Well, let me tell you, I, I may, let's, this is uh, if I may, may or may not have um, had a, uh, some, some info on the, in the national anthem in the past. Uh, and was that a... A buddy Super Bowl pie, and so this is one right where you're not not like a hundred to win a thousand or any of those like where you're, you've got great out. You're having to lay out uh, a ton. So uh, last couple of years, I, I might have laid out uh, a good try. You know what? One of those bets where it, I don't have many bets right now where I, I, I sweat to it's more uncomfortable than I can leave. It was the amount of money where I wasn't, you know, like I would have been uh, in a pretty bad place had it lost. Um, so went downstairs, you know, I was at a big Super Bowl party. I went in the guy's basement where nobody was there. He had an unfinished basement. I just went down there during the national anthem, um, and, you know, put my head in my hands and waited for a couple minutes and then started just, just, you know, waited for my phone to blow up to see if it went over or not. So as, uh, as, you know, last year was, was in a, you know, a a dark unlit basement as a, 
the national anthem was going on, just uh, sitting by myself, you know, like trying to meditate so I don't pass out uh, from the amount of money we had on there. So, um, and that, that that can be, you know, hey, if you, <laughs> that could be, that could be you if, uh, you know, hey, you enjoy, you get a little bit of information mm-hmm. and um, you want to make some, some good money on the Super Bowl, that, uh that hey, the, the the known outcome is great, but but no matter how known it is, things can always go uh, awry at some time. Thank, so thank you, Kanish. Good stuff from Kanish there at Joey Kanish twenty two on Twitter. He says KC Moneyline. We'll see if we get any other info uh, from him later on in the week. We'll go back to the association next from Basketball Talk. Kurt Heelan joins us. BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast at alma we know the connection between you and your therapist matters but if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming that's why alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing, so you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions, so you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy60. We're on Twitter at BetQL Daily. Make sure you follow us there on a daily basis, weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, 8 to 11 a.m. Mountain Time. You can watch us, radio.com slash betql-daily, and you can listen live on the radio.com app. And make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. If you use iTunes, leave us five stars there. Just search BetQL Daily. Want to hit on the Super Bowl and, and Ross? Um, maybe we'll be able to squeeze some time and to talk about that Nick Sirianni press conference that we witnessed the other day. I don't know if we were on the air. It happened after the show on Friday, but I'm sure uh, the PA area has been a buzz the last few days about Sirianni's presser. Well, we were on the air. Joe, okay. it happened at noon, and we, you and I were on the air doing BetQL Daily here. So I had to go back. I, 
It was funny though, because I was getting blown up with text messages (laughs) by my buddies while it was going on. Uh, He did not make the greatest first impression. He came across as nervous. There's no question about it. Um, I don't care that much about how a guy acts to the media or at a press conference. The only concern would be, well, how is he in front of the room? How is he in front of the guys? That's what does matter. And so I think there's some carryover there, but it's hard for me to imagine that Frank Reich would, the first thing he would do would be to make Sirianni the offensive coordinator or that Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie would hire Nick Sirianni if he wasn't a good talker, good in front of the room, a good communicator. I'm not sure, you know, maybe it was just the fact that his notes were rehearsed or it was his first time in front of sort of the firing line like that, um, that he came across a little bit nervous and maybe he'll just be awesome from here on out. I don't know. Yeah. And also tough media town. You only have one of those and he's going to have hundreds more. And if he, if it doesn't work out, people will reference that day and chuckle about it, but who cares if you win games, none of that matters. We make a big deal about the optics and all that. So players don't give a damn. I mean, they, they might say, Hey, do you see our new coach at the press conference? They might do that right now because they haven't dealt with the guy at a daily basis. It's all about coaching and winning and all that stuff. We make a bigger deal out of it than anyone else. Right. Do do players see the majority of these press conferences or they just hear about the reaction even I guess they do nowadays because of social media, right? Nowadays, because of social media. Yeah. Uh, well, a couple of things. They probably got text messages from friends and family and social media. And it's easy to just watch the one clip sure. that uh, what he came across especially nervous for. No question. Yeah. yeah. And none of it will matter. If he wins the division this upcoming season, nobody uh, will give a damn. If they can figure out what, figure out the quarterback position, nobody will care. All right, Super Bowl, as we are now days away, what's happened with the line? A whole lot of nothing, Ross. There have been some reports about big bets. We'll have more in the coming days coming in, but it doesn't mean that those uh, large wagers are respected money. It is still a juiced three. Kansas City favored by three. At points bet, I saw it at minus 120, but it is still three. And I don't know how it is for you, but here in Illinois, uh, the only book that is still hanging a 56 is points bet. The other books went to 56 and a half. And as we mentioned last week, I expect this uh, to continue to climb until we get to the game on Sunday. Man, that's a lot of points. Although historically, I don't know what happened in that one Patriots Rams Super Bowl. But historically, there has been a, a lot of points in a lot of these Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a lot of points, but I don't see it going down. Like, it's already ticked up to 56 and a half most places. And remember a week ago when they first opened it, it was in that 57, 57 and a half range. So uh, as we talk more and more about the offenses, I think it's going to continue to rise. Yeah, and I, I would maybe like the Bucks at three and a half, but... Right there at three. I hate when it's right at three. I I, I hate that. Because I don't know, Joe, maybe it's just psychological. But, like, if the Chiefs were laying two and a half, I would lean Chiefs. I felt the same way in the AFC Championship game. If they were laying three and a half, I would lean Bucks. 
I just feel like that is that's the line. But when you put it right on three, I don't really have a lean either way. Well, I have a lean to Kansas City, but I don't want to pay minus 120, and that's what it is everywhere. I'd have to imagine that it's not going to be a juice number if they want to attract as much as much money as the Super Bowl usually takes in, and now we're at 20-plus states that are legal. I, I have a hard time believing later in the week it's still going to be a juice number. Here's my question. How many people do you think betting the Super Bowl even know about the juice number? Yeah, that's fair. Not a lot, but we're talking about people that will be betting on Sunday, probably. Flip side would be people like you and I and our listeners that understand these things, that juice number or it being three is the difference between us placing a bet or not. Yeah. So they got to decide, you know, now I think a lot of people don't, don't, that it'll bet. A lot of people, I bet you this will be their first bet of the year. You know, and they don't really know any different. And so, okay. But if they want to get a little bit more sophisticated better in here, they're going to have to change that. So our guy, Ed Teach, who we had on the show to talk about his Bucks futures, he was busy this weekend. He took a trip up to New Jersey, and uh, he made some big-time wagers. <laughs> big-time wagers. So we know he's in on the Bucks. He's a big Bucks fan. Made a ton of money on Brady going to the Bucks. Made a lot of money on the Bucks winning the NFC. He went to the Borgata and he tweeted out some slips. Had a fistful of them, and then uh, he gave a close up on two of them in particular. One, a two thousand dollars straight bet on JPP to be the MVP at hundred and fifty to one. Two dollar bet wins him three hundred grand. And a $2,000 bet. And he also put 2K down on Shaq Barrett to be the MVP. 2K down, you win 300K. Says these numbers are gone, but I've seen some hundreds out there. This can be a narrative award and a multi-sack slash force fumble game from either of these two could do it, especially against the KC line. Tampa Bay, without a likely uh, multiple touchdown score, it's Brady or defense if they win. You know what? I, I don't hate it at all. I mean, I, it's the Von Miller theory. Von Miller, the year Peyton Manning, everybody thought, well, if they win, it'll be Peyton Manning. Von Miller stole the show. The Chiefs' offensive tackles without Fisher are basically journeymen, Remmers and Wiley. And Shaq Barrett and JPP are coming off of five sacks of Aaron Rodgers mm -hmm. in the NFC Championship game. I like where Ed teaches head Ed teaches heads at a lot. It would have to be a lower scoring game. This can't go over the total of 56, 56 and a half, whatever it closes at, and the Bucks win, and then they go defensive player. That's the other part of it. I, I would guess if he thinks that's the game script, that he's probably going to be playing this under. Yeah, I, I think that's I mean, he yeah, you're right. He probably has to think under. Although Flip side, Joe, is sometimes those sacks or like a forced fumble can lead to touchdowns. But you're right. If it's touchdowns, then it's probably the offensive player that's getting it. Have, have you taken a close look or just people you, you've talked um, to around the Chiefs about the downgrade? Once you go to back, back up at both tackle spots, how bad this could be uh, for Mahomes? And if, is this going to change their game plan going in? Well, here's the thing, Joe. 
they are worse at three spots now. With Eric Fisher at left tackle, with Eric Fisher out at left tackle and Remmers moving from right to left, they're worse at left tackle. Mm -hmm. With Andrew Wiley bumping from right guard out to right tackle, they're worse at right tackle. With Wiley bumping out, that means Stefan Wisniewski's in at right guard. They're worse at right guard. They're worse at three spots, man. And not only are they worse at three spots, this is a real opportunity for the, they haven't practiced. I mean, they'll practice like this, but those guys haven't played against each together very much. Stephen Wisniewski hasn't been next to Andrew Wiley at all. And, you know, now you got to have Nick Allegretti at left guard. He's next to a new left tackle and Remmers. There could be communication issues. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of musical chairs there. There's a there's a, a handful of injuries. So if you keep a close eye on this week and some of these practice reports, and it's also on the Tampa Bay side at the moment, they're saying AB is doubtful, and we figured that their safeties would be back in Whitehead and Winfield, but we don't know yet. I mean, they're still calling them doubtful and questionable. Yeah, um, those guys are big time different. I mean, let me take it back. They're not big-time difference-making players, but the drop-off, they're good players. Mm -hmm. Winfield's made a lot of plays, and the drop-off from them to the next guy is significant. Yeah. And so it's one thing to not have one of them, Joe, but when you don't have both, that becomes problematic. That becomes really problematic. And, you know, the history of the Super Bowls, getting back to the total for a minute, and that's what I find more appealing, betting the over in this game. It, the history of Super Bowls, the slow starts that we've seen worries me. Brady only scoring three points in nine Super Bowls in the first quarter. I don't think that's going to be a repeat. I definitely like the under, and, and I I do lean to playing the total more than more than the side. Do you lean more side or total? Whew. I guess I'd say under. If I had to, I guess I'd say I would go under. So I would I would lean more total than a side. Yeah, so do I. And you don't have to bet the side, but we'll certainly have our picks and we'll be sharing them throughout the week. This is Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker on BetQL Daily. Coming up next, we'll take a look at this evening's NBA card on BetQL Daily. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at BetQL Daily. You're locked into the BetQL Audio Network. Download the Radio.com app today and listen to BetQL Daily. We cover the spread, totals, teasers, and much more. This is The Bet. Bet.